band for a hero. He didn't want to send a mighty warrior to come and defeat the Romans who were occupying Jerusalem at the time. They had a different idea for a hero. Now, Luke, I think you should have video one ready to play. Let's learn a little bit about Jesus. Battles or declaring war on the Romans. In fact, he did quite the opposite. The video there highlighted a few of the things he did. The thing to remember, of course, he wasn't the hero that the people at the time, the Jewish people who were there, were expecting. In fact, what the Bible tells us is that Jesus liked to spend a fair bit of his time on his own, in prayer, talking to God. He also liked to spend a lot of time with his friends, his 12 disciples, eating with them, doing life with them. And he also liked to spend time talking to lots of people, sometimes on a hill with thousands of people listening. And this wasn't entirely unusual for the time. There were lots of other people, the Bible tells us, had disciples, had people following them, people learning from them. So what was special about Jesus? What was different about that? Well, I, I guess firstly, it's the things that Jesus taught. See, Jesus, most of the people at the time who had disciples were teaching people how to live traditionally, how to live the way people had always lived. What Jesus was more interested in matters of the heart. He wanted to teach them what God wanted people to do, what God believed. So that was, that was sort of what he did. Secondly, what we read is that Jesus taught things at a very high level. So there were the leaders at the time, the Pharisees, who wanted to try and trip Jesus up to say, well, hang on a minute, you're wrong. You're wrong. And um, they did this in various different ways. But each time Jesus comes out, his arguments come out on top. He's always right with his arguments. There was a time when these Pharisees brought a woman to Jesus and said, well, this woman's done something really bad. And the Pharisees thought that she should die because of what she'd done. And Jesus said, well, hang on a minute. Hang on. Who here has never done anything wrong? And the, the leaders at the time were sort of like, oh, uh, and they got so confused, they had no argument against what Jesus was teaching them. And they, they all sort of slowly, one by one, wandered off. And Jesus, of course, being the lovely person that he was, said to the woman, stop doing what you were doing. You're forgiven. Carry on and freed her. And that is what, fundamentally, what Jesus came to earth to do. In that one lesson there, we see Jesus forgiving, telling people to stop sinning, but forgiving them. This pattern's repeated many times in the Bible. We see forgiveness, we see healings, we see teachings. The trouble is, Jesus taught these things the leaders didn't like, and they got quite angry with him. So they were, uh, they were pretty cross with what he was teaching, because it wasn't what they were teaching. They thought they knew best. Now, Luke, I think we've got another video. We should, yeah, we've got video number two lined up ready for you. Let's have a quick look to see what happened when these leaders heard about what Jesus was teaching and what they did. Hello. We want to tell you an amazing story. It's about God. He loves us so much. He sent his son, Jesus, to us so we can be friends with God. This is our story of Easter. Jesus is really cool. Okay, so that short two-minute video covers quite a big chunk of what we learn about Jesus in the Bible. When you read it, this is chapter after chapter in the Bible, all the details, so it's skimmed over. Let's just have a look at some of the key bits here, though. Jesus, when he went to Jerusalem, he, he rode in on a donkey. So he wasn't going in any grand way. He was on, riding on a donkey. But the people, the people there at the time had heard about Jesus. His reputation 
had gone ahead of him. And they, they laid palm leaves on the ground. They put their cloaks down for this donkey to ride into Jerusalem. They were singing, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes from the Lord. They believed this was their Messiah, the hero they had waited for. The thing is, within a week, those same people wanted Jesus dead. There was a lot going on at the time. So Jesus spent, after he got to Jerusalem, he spent a few days doing what he always did, praying, teaching, spending time with his disciples. That's what Jesus did while he was in Jerusalem. But it's during this time he had his last supper. It was in the, uh, in the video there where he's sitting with his friends, having a meal with them. Now Jesus knew what was coming. Jesus knew what was about to happen to him, but he chose to spend those last moments with his friends, eating, and even, as the video says, washing their stinky feet. That's the kind of guy Jesus is. He likes, likes serving his, his friends there. So the next day, as it said there, while Jesus was, was praying, praying to God, he knew what was about to happen. He was so worried about what was happening, he was praying to God. He was arrested and put before the judge, Pilate. Now, the judge... He wasn't Jewish, he was the Roman governor at the time, and he, he spoke to Jesus, and he, he couldn't really understand what Jesus had done wrong. These, these leaders, the local leaders, wanted Jesus dead. But he was saying, well, what's he done wrong? What, what's actually happened here? He even gave them the chance to release a prisoner. It was a tradition at the time, well, I'll release a prisoner. It's a special Jewish festival. We're going to release a prisoner. We've got Jesus here, who, as far as I can tell, hasn't done anything wrong. And we've got this guy here, Barabbas. He's... He's, we know that he's a bit of a troublemaker. We don't really like him. So shall we, shall we release Jesus? And the people, the people that had been praising Jesus when he arrived at Jerusalem, those same people said, nah, let, let, let's release Barabbas. We'll let him go. He's, you know, he's all right. He's one of us. Jesus, we were not so sure about him. Within a week, within a week, they turned from praising the Savior to wanting him killed. It's amazing the turn that happens there. So Jesus was sent for crucifixion. The video explained there, he had a, a, a crown of thorns put on his head. People were mocking him, saying, oh, you think you're the king? Here, have a crown. They really weren't very nice to him. They made him carry his cross up the hill before they put him on the cross. And that's where he died, on the cross, in front of some of his friends. He was there. Jesus could have saved himself. He could have argued earlier on that no, 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 this isn't what I think he could have got out of it he could have called on God while he was on the cross to send angels to take him off the cross to save him from it but he used his last moments to forgive the people that had put him on the cross again we see that that same thing we saw earlier on Jesus forgiving people that's the fundamental thing that this savior from God did he came to forgive not to fight battles just simply to forgive the Roman soldiers who were on duty, they, their job is to make sure that the prisoners have all died and they come round and they, they have a spear and they pierce Jesus and yep, yep, he's dead. So they take him down, they wrap his body and as we see at the end of the video there, they wrap his body, put it in a tomb, put a great big rock over it and there he's left. It seems like a bit of a strange ending to the story of this great saviour of the people that God sends. But I think we all know that maybe something else happens a little later on. Lou, I'm going to hand over to you, because I do believe Lou's going to have a little activity now. Um, now, of course, the story, as I'm sure we all will know, doesn't end there. The story does have a second part. So, Luke, I do believe we've got video... Yeah, I'm getting the thumbs up, that's always a good sign. We do have another video 
which carries on from where we left off. So Jesus, remember, he's been on the cross. He's been placed in the tomb. The, the soldiers are guarding the tomb. So we'll carry on from there. Their dreams were shattered. However, as we see there, that wasn't the end. There was the happy ending. Jesus was in the tomb. The guards were there. And the angel turned up, scared the guards off. And then later on, as it says in the video there, Jesus' friends, some of the women came to wash Jesus' body and prepare him for his final burial. They came to wash his body, and they got there, and the stone, this great big stone that was meant to be guarding the tomb, wasn't there. It had been moved. And when they looked inside, the tomb was empty. Jesus' body wasn't there. Now, they, they stood there for a while, probably, I don't know what you'd think if you were there. You'd think, hang on a minute, he was definitely put here. He's not there. What's happened to his body? And that's when the angel appeared to them and said, don't worry, he is risen. The promise that God made has come true. He has risen. And these people, they were, they were excited and off they ran. Off they ran to tell the disciples, it's all right, it's nothing to be scared of. But they didn't believe them. Even though Jesus had told them this was what was going to happen, they didn't believe that it had happened. Jesus, actually, after that, is recorded as having walked for miles talking to some of the women. These women knew Jesus. They were chatting to him, but they didn't recognize that it was Jesus. It was only after they were talking. They were, Hang on a minute. Wasn't, wasn't that Jesus we were just talking to? Um, and so everyone was talking. All the disciples were talking to these people who thought they'd seen Jesus. And we're a bit confused. Is it possible? Could it be? They were chatting and in, into the parties we see on the video there, in walked Jesus to surprise them all. <laughs> well done, John. <laughs> so there was a happy ending after all. In walked Jesus with his disciples. And actually the Bible records it wasn't just the disciples. There were other followers who, who realized what had happened. People who saw Jesus, that converted, realized that he was who he'd said he was all along. This mighty savior. He was there. The promise was real. And these people, they celebrated with him. They spent many days with him before Jesus was finally carried off to heaven. And these people then spread the church across the Mediterranean eventually finding their way to Rome, and, and we now are sitting, sitting here as a church. We're part of that story. We put our names on here. We were there at the cross. Our lives were there on the cross, and we're here now in person as part of exactly the same story. So what a celebration. Isn't Easter a wonderful time? This... What about Christmas? Well, Christmas is also a good time, but Easter, really. <laughs> Easter truly is amazing. This... this Disaster, or so people thought. No, it had a happy ending. Now, I'm going to hand over now to Derek. I hope everyone has been listening to wonderful things, but is it true? Yeah. Is it real? Yeah. What does the science say? Yeah. Because that's how my mind works. Yeah. So science. Science is an interesting thing. My mum gave me my best ever science lesson once. She said... When you're cooking spaghetti, this was when I was about this big, she said, when you're cooking spaghetti, if you want to know whether it's cooked or not, throw it at the wall. If it sticks, it's ready. If it falls off, you wasted a bit of spaghetti. Uh, it might sound like a daft sort of science lesson, but actually it is how science works. The way science works is you have a theory. I'm sure you've all heard lots of them. 
Einstein's theory of general relativity. It's a theory. This is what I think. And then what you do, you get facts, you do experiments, you learn things, and you say, right, well, I'm going to throw this spaghetti at my theory. I'm going to throw it at that and see if it sticks. And science is, that's how it works. If you take a fact, throw it at a theory, and it doesn't stick, it means either your experiment might have been wrong, or your theory might need tweaking. That's how it works. That's what science is. That's how scientists exist. They do experiments, they throw it at a theory. Does it stick or doesn't it? Sometimes call it a theory, sometimes a hypothesis. I'm going to use theory, much easier. So when it came to learning about Jesus, when it came to learning about the cross, that's exactly how I approached, is this true or not? The theory is Jesus died on the cross and on the third day was resurrected. What about the facts, though? What about the facts? So we've got the Bible. Sure, there's a lot of information in there. And don't get me wrong, the Bible is a very good way to research what actually happened because these are the four Gospels are four different people's accounts. This is what I saw. This is what happened. His, for a historian, they can look at the Bible and say, well, actually, we've got records going right back to when people say. If you were to score the Bible on how accurate it is for history and compare that to, say, the story of Caesar... Caesar Augustus. There's, it's actually much better for historians to believe the Bible because there's more records of it. it. It highlights real places. It mentions real people that we know from archaeological records really existed. So it's full of facts. So when you read the story, when we go through the story today, and we have to try and pick out what facts can we actually get from that. What have we got? Well, there really was, believe it or not, there really was a guy called Jesus. And people really did think he was the Christ. That really was the case. There's lots of people wrote about it. That is the case. Another thing, there was an empty tomb. No one's found one with Jesus' body. There was an empty tomb. That is a fact. The disciples, here's a really interesting one. The disciples believed that they saw the risen Jesus. That is a fact. No doubt about that. They believed it. You see what they did? They believed that it happened. Another fact, the church grew massively after what had happened. These people who were sort of nobodies, all of a sudden led a huge church movement across the Mediterranean. How on earth would that happen? It's a fact that that happened. So, as I say, these facts can be cross-referenced. You can use archaeology, you can use history, you can look at it, they really happened. So let's just pause, just, let's let that sink in a little bit. In a minute. <laughs> there was a guy called Jesus that people called the Christ. There was an empty tomb. The disciples believed they'd seen the risen Jesus, and the church grew out of nothing. So what hypothesis then? What theory can we have? Luke, can you show clip number one, please? They all lied. It was a conspiracy, the most monumental prank ever perpetrated. His followers stole his corpse from the tomb and then started telling everybody he was alive. So they all lied. The disciples made it up. Maybe a prank, maybe a joke, maybe they were a bit worried something was going on. That's one theory that people say. So let's be scientific about this. Let's throw the facts at it. These disciples believed they had seen the risen Christ. They went around telling people that they'd seen the risen Christ. They were arrested, they were tortured. Many of them were killed because they believed it. If, 
if it was a joke, if it was a joke, you'd say, oh, okay, sorry, Jay. yeah, being silly, yeah, that never happened. If they lied, even if you believed it, you're, I, mean, I, think, I think if someone came now and tortured me and said, do you really believe it? I might just to get out of the torture, just say, no, okay, yeah, no, it didn't happen, didn't happen. I might do. They didn't. They really believed that they'd seen the risen Jesus. So they couldn't have lied. They couldn't possibly. The other thing, the story, the first people to find out that Jesus was risen were women. Now, women in that time, the testimony of a woman wasn't really to be trusted. You had to have a man see something for it to really happen. Very old-fashioned, I know, but in those times, that's what happened. If you're going to make up a lie, don't make up that some women saw Jesus. Make up that, oh, yeah, that really important guy, you know, the one that we all follow, he saw Jesus, he said it, yep, so it definitely happened. No, they didn't. If they lied, if they lied, they lied very, very badly. They had more time to get that story straight. Um, there's other theories, of course. Luke, can we have clip number two? All right, another theory. The disciples thought they saw Jesus alive after he died, but it was just wishful thinking. They were stressed and just kind of hallucinating. Ah, they thought they saw Jesus. Maybe a ghost. That's an interesting one. So that, that, you might well, if you thought you saw Jesus, you might well tell everyone that. You might well have this. But there's a problem with this. There was an empty tomb. If you thought, look, I've seen Jesus, I've seen Jesus. Let's just, let's just go and check the tomb here. Oh, no, there's his body still. It doesn't fit, does it? It doesn't fit the fact that there was an empty tomb. You throw that bit of spaghetti at the theory that they thought they saw Jesus, it doesn't, doesn't stack up. Hallucinations as well don't work like this. These people, there were hundreds of them said they saw Jesus. These people said they touched Jesus. They felt the wound on his side from where he'd been pierced. It just doesn't stack up the facts. The spaghetti, you throw it at it, the spaghetti doesn't stick. It's as simple as that. Now, there's other theories. You can keep coming up with theories. I often do. Maybe it was this. Maybe I questioned myself. Other theories. There was a stand-in for Jesus. It wasn't Jesus on the cross. It was someone that looked a bit like him. These were his followers. They'd spent three years with him. I think they'd recognise. Jesus fainted. He fainted on them. He was up there. He fainted. They thought he was dead. They took him down. He wasn't. Well, the Romans were very good at crucifying people. They also pierced his side to test that he was dead. The disciples said they saw that pierce on their side. They touched it. There's no way he fainted. You don't faint through that. Maybe the Romans removed the body. That's what happened. The Romans thought, oh, if we don't want this body here, it's going to cause trouble. We're going to remove it. And then all these people started saying, oh, the body's gone. Jesus is alive. All the Romans had to do was go, a body, here you go. Didn't happen. Every time you come up with another theory, the facts that we have, the facts that we can cross-reference, the facts that we have from people who didn't even like Jesus, who had no reason to lie, don't stick. The only theory that we have that the facts seem to stick to is the theory that we have presented to us in the Bible. That Jesus did die, that he was placed in the tomb, and on the third day he rose again. That is the only thing that the facts actually stick to. It was a real miracle. Luke, number three. Okay, look, maybe there's some other explanation, but the bottom line is dead people stay dead. Rising from the dead would be a supernatural event, a miracle. 
And science has proven that miracles don't happen. Science has proven that miracles don't happen. Well, I don't know when that happened, because the fundamentals of science, you can't prove something doesn't exist. You can't do it. It's not possible. Now, we're slowly running out of time, so I can't really explain how that works, but if you're thinking there, well, there must be some other thing. Science, science has proven that people don't come back to life. Yeah. Generally speaking, they don't. It would have to take something outside of science, outside of the natural world, something supernatural, something, if only we had a word for it. A miracle, for example. If only we had a miracle, then it could happen. So the facts laid out present that Jesus really did die. He really did rise again. The only answer is that there was a miracle. And the Bible presents that to us now. Presents that to us now that there was a real miracle. It was God working his miraculous ways. There's other miracles we can point at that science has to counter. Hundreds of them. The very fact that we're here now is because of miracles that science can't explain. We just have to accept certain things. If they're outside of science, it's called a miracle. So science doesn't prove miracle doesn't, don't happen. Science requires miracles in order to come up with many of the theories we have. It's as simple as that. It's through looking at this, spending a few months talking to some of the people in this church, questioning this, and keep going through, that is the reason I gave my life to Jesus. I realised that with the facts presented to me, I couldn't ignore it. I'm scientific. I've got these facts, I've thrown them at something, and they've stuck. Now, sure, I continue to question it. I question it pretty much every week. I think, well, maybe there's another explanation. If anyone has an explanation that they can present to me, please come and see me afterwards. Any explanation you can come up with that the facts will stick to, I'd love to hear it, because the only one I've got at the moment is that Jesus died and he is risen. And that's available to us all. It's available to us all now. So I urge anyone, anyone in this church now, whether you're a believer, whether you believe these things or not, keep throwing your spaghetti. See what sticks. Steve, I think we're going to hand back over to you. We're going to have a song. While the band are getting ready, what I would say next week, lovely Sunday club people especially, if you'd like to come next week, there's going to be a service here, of course, Easter Sunday. There's also an Easter party happening in the bottom hall for all the kids, anyone welcome. So please come and celebrate this wonderful thing next week with us. We're going to celebrate, aren't we, Maya? Would you like to stand for our final song? We're going to sing the greatest day in history.